In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine... Well, very little, actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Eric Johnson. We're back. Yes, after six months of long, hard work. Okay, sorry. I can't actually lie to you guys. We haven't really been working on our return for that long. No, not really. But the important thing is that we are coming back for another season of Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob starting in January 2016. Woo! Woo! But today, we've got a very special and unusual episode in store. You might even call it a holiday special. Uh, but we instead are going to call it the Great, the great Muppet great battle. battle. Right. So before we get to what that is exactly, I was thinking about this just before we started recording. We are accidentally like a British TV show. We went away for way longer than anyone expected. <laughs> I had this thought We come too. back for a Christmas special, and then it's just like, what? You expected something else? I, yeah, I actually also had that thought yeah. that we're behaving <laughs> we're behaving an awful lot like British TV at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I guess something so we're watching today. Since I became a Doctor Who fan because of this podcast, we've just gone like ex- excessively meta. Is what's happening yeah, right now. Pretty much. This is um, the greatest fan tribute to Doctor Who. No, it's not at all. I'm shutting up. And now. I also just realized in the process of just the past couple seconds. Um, this is also sort of a British versus American Muppet battle, what we're doing today. So uh, maybe I should explain what we're doing. Um, yeah, the listeners are lost, Eric. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I realize that. We're watching two Muppet movies today, and both of them two. are Muppet Christmas movies. However, they are very different. One of them is Emily's favorite, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Is that what Which, it's called? A Muppet Christmas Carol? A, is Muppet, that the right? a Muppet Christmas Carol. And it should be okay. noted that when Eric says it's my favorite, it's not just like my favorite of these two Muppet things. It's my favorite Muppet thing. It's my favorite Christmas thing. It's just yeah. kind of my favorite thing, like to an insane degree. And we're also going to be watching my favorite Muppet thing, and also my favorite Christmas thing, and my favorite thing thing, which is a Muppet Family Christmas, which was a TV special. No, you're really, you're really that enthusiastic. You are as enthusiastic about the Muppet Family Christmas as I am about a Muppet Christmas Carol. Really? Well, uh, there are people who are addicted to cocaine who are not as enthusiastic about cocaine as you were about Muppet Christmas right, Carol. Right, which is why so I'm, it's which not is why really I'm, a fair comparison. Well, to no, be, but to that's be totally why I'm, honest. but that's why I'm poking a hole in it because. Because you like do you diminish? I was attempting, I was attempting to clarify the magnitude of my obsession, and you then diminished it by claiming to feel the same way about the other thing. No, no, like, no. I say me, no for one, me personally, no one feels. I, I'm not saying that my feeling about, about a Muppet, Muppet Family Christmas is as strong as your feeling about a Muppet Christmas Carol. But I'm saying for me personally, a Muppet Family Christmas is the perfect Christmas movie. It is the thing that I've watched on. I've watched that we had a VHS tape, you know, when I was a kid that I watched over and over again, and I feel. More more strongly about this oh, as a Christmas oh, movie. Oh, 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 This is something different than what I thought you were you were having me watch. I've never seen something that you would have grown up with on, on VHS. Really? What, yeah. What was... There was another Muppet Christmas special that happened oh, yeah, when I was in high school. 
No, That's no, what no. I thought you meant. I've never that, seen uh, this. So yeah, A Muppet Family Christmas was a TV special that aired on ABC in December 1987, and then in reruns like constantly after that. And so oh. I had a uh, yeah. This came out before we either of us was born. So. Oh, this is then. This is not what I thought it was. Okay. So I thought uh, so, okay. I thought that you were making me watch the. There was a Muppet Christmas special in like 2005, maybe? Oh, no, that one sucks. That that one's really yeah, awful. Yeah, no, I know. It's really awful. That's why I was super confused when you said that you actually thought it was maybe better than the Muppet Christmas Carol. I was like, Please, what the hell what is the matter with you? what do you take me for? How, how well do you know me at this point? You really think my taste is that bad? <laughs> no, I don't think your taste is that bad, but it confused me a great deal because okay. it was so well, bad. Well, confusion cleared up. So Clearly. we're watching not the 2005 one. We're watching the 1987 one. And then we're also watching A Muppet Christmas Carol, which I should disclaim ahead of time. I enjoy The Muppet Christmas Carol a great deal. I think it's a great Christmas movie, and I have seen it several times. So that's what part of what makes this an unusual episode is that it's not that we're really, I guess, well, we do now know that you're coming into this not knowing what you're watching. Yeah, which I um, didn't think I was, but... But so, you know, it's, this is not really one of our normal episodes for anyone who's listening for the first time. Normally, we take something that one of us really loves and the other one has never, ever seen, and we kind of pit each other, you know, pit the newbie versus versus the, the geek, uh, as such as the name of the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, Wait, so... is that where that comes from? Yeah, I think I so. I kid, I kid. It's been so long, I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so um, we are going to go watch both of these movies now, uh, and we'll be back after the break to see who has the better Christmas movie and the better Muppet movie and the better whatever. It's me. No, it's me. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. Screw you. You know what? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hey guys, Eric and I are off watching the Muppet Christmas Carol and the Muppet Family Christmas, which you should yes, absolutely which you should absolutely do. Uh, we are both- doing that right now as we're recording this. It's exactly what we're doing. Uh, and you should absolutely watch it too, both because at least one of them is a delightful and quintessential holiday classic. And it's uh, a Muppet Family Christmas, correct? <laughs> no, it's a Muppet Christmas Carol. But in any case. Uh, we're also going to spoil both of them pretty heavily, so it would be worth your while if you intend to finish this podcast to go watch the movies. All those uh, crazy spoilers for the the, the the David Lynchian twists and turns of a Muppet movie, yeah, you know. Just in case you don't know what happens in The Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, and if you, for some reason, don't have a Muppet Christmas Carol on DVD, weirdo, uh, you can always <laughs> rent it, uh, which it's available on iTunes and the Apple Store and Vudu. Yes, and if you don't have a Muppet Family Christmas, well, you're not alone. Um, as far as I can tell, ABC never released a Muppet Family Christmas in any official legal way to buy. So uh, this is getting into a gray area, but... I didn't upload this YouTube video. I've just consumed this YouTube video several times over, so I think I'm legally in the clear. Uh, go to tiny.cc slash MuppetGeek. That's a little shortened URL. It'll take you to the correct YouTube video where some incredibly wonderful, generous person has put a Muppet Family Christmas in its entirety, ripped straight from the airwaves on ABC onto the YouTubes. <gasps> yes. Enjoy the movies. Enjoy. And 
we're back. We just watched The Muppet Christmas Carol and A Muppet Family Christmas. And since I haven't seen uh, The Muppet Family Christmas prior to this, um, we are going to start out talking about that. Um, But before we get to what I thought of it, uh, Eric, why do you love it so much? So uh, in addition to, as I mentioned in the intro, the strong nostalgia factor for me, I'm not going to deny that's a big part of this. Um... I love the just how jam-packed with stuff a Muppet Family Christmas is. Like, it's a TV special. It's 47 minutes long. And, you know, a lot of TV specials, they're kind of like, even at a shorter length, a lot of them feel like padded, especially Christmas specials where it's just like, you know, oh, well, you know, everyone's watching it, whatever. Like, that's one of my biggest criticisms of stuff like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and even a little bit Charlie Brown Christmas. There's stuff where it's just like... Uh, feels a little bit padded and uh, A Muppet Family Christmas is like jam-packed with like the best of what I consider to be the best of the Muppets. It's just back to back to back all sorts of great jokes and characters and songs and all this stuff uh, and it, it never really slows down and, and, I, uh, and I, I think it has a lot of rewatch ability just because there's stuff that you know in the first you know several watches that, 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 I, didn't, that, that I didn't catch. Hey, that's pretty good harmony for a snowman. Actually, I'm a snowman. What's a snowman? Nothing's a snowman. What's a snow with you? That's one of the many reasons I love it. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's a fair assessment. And also, before I say this, I should also say there's a strong nostalgia factor for me on a, a Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, we both, I believe, grew up with VHS copies of these respective movies in our homes, right? Yeah. Something um, like that. So, well, in some capacity, we both grew up watching them as children. Like they date, they're like date to our Christmas traditions as children. Yeah. So obviously, we're both going to be pretty partisan toward our movies. But no, I mean, I found it very enjoyable. It was, it was really sweet and very muppety, and um, uh, the crossovers with Sesame Street and I, I was, Rock I was were holding adorable. my tongue so much. <laughs> Okay, good. So, so you, you do know what Fraggle Rock is. I wasn't sure if you if you knew Fraggle Rock or not. Of course I know Fraggle Rock. There's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people, <laughs> even Muppet fans, who don't know Fraggle Rock because they oh. didn't grow up in the very narrow time window that we did where Fraggle Rock was, like, a, a thing. Like Yeah, that... no, Fraggle Rock was excellent. I loved Fraggle Rock. Okay, just check. And, I mean, I don't – I mean, I haven't gone back and watched it. Like, I don't remember it in detail. But I remember – I have a strong affection for Fraggle Rock despite having – only only vague memories of the specifics of Fraggle Rock. Like, did you recognize Doc and Sprocket? Yes, yes, I'm Doc. I, are you my landlady? Ooh. No, Sprocket, I didn't know I was renting from a bear. I Sprocket was familiar, but I... Well, Sprocket's I, also in Christmas Carol. He's very briefly in Christmas Carol. Oh, well, but like... There's lots of animals in Christmas Carol. I know, but it's definitely um, Sprocket. It's spread, I, no, I, no, and you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, he's in that, and that might be why I recognize him. I mean, no, I didn't realize it was them until he said, are these the Fraggles you were always telling me about? But, I mean, I know the Fraggle. I, like I said, I watch it, but I don't remember. I watched it, but I don't remember it that well. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed the crossovers. It was cute to see, like, a normal person react to Bert and Ernie, like, naming <laughs> the letters that every word starts with. And all that is one of my of favorite lines. I, I mean, I could say that about a lot of stuff, but... Oh, hi there. Hey, we're Ernie and Bert. Yeah. Well, hi there yourself. I'm Doc. Oh, did you know that Doc starts with the letter D? Why, yes. Yes, yes starts with the letter Y. Yeah. True. And true starts with the letter D. Hey, what is this? Where we come from, this is small talk. <laughs> Whatever you say. No, it was it was super it was super adorable and sweet and you know, um Toad toad that that odd little Muppet line of 
of like hilarious and what the hell is going on and you know heartfelt and uh i don't know it, it, of course it had it had all of its little muppet beats it was great yeah um is this building up to a butt yeah i mean it's just i mean it's just <laughs> it's just not the muppet christmas carol i mean it's still really good but it's also it's also a lot of um a lot of traditional christmas songs i mean it's it's and it's better done than like most holiday specials but all holiday specials yes well no yeah totally <laughs> But but it's also a lot like the kind of like variety show style holiday specials. More like it's more like live action ones than stuff like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that you mentioned. Right. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. You know, so it's it's like it's I don't know. My feeling on it is like it's sweet it's sweet and fun, but like the Muppet Christmas Carol has there's just so much to it and of course it's True. because it's twice as long but <laughs> in but no, okay but i mean to, to your point though i think this is like the really important difference here and kind of what we consider to be like the best muppet thing right is that um i uh identify strongly with this and also i loved the the muppet show which i caught on reruns you know decades oh i love the muppet i love the muppet show too. which was a variety show i mean like the thing that with the muppet show was that it was a mixture of like just straight musical numbers with and kind of random acts with you know the behind the scenes stuff showing you know what was going into putting on the the, the, the show within a show of you right. know here's yeah. what's happening ba- ba- behind the scenes where everything is going wrong and um this tv special muppet family christmas is very much like directly linked to that side of the muppets where it's like these are a group of friends who were just putting on a show and they're just they, they just want to like you know hang out have fun and make other people laugh you know it's very very much treating them as you know people in our world who happen to be total weirdos oh absolutely whereas the muppet christmas carol is is a movie that the stars from that show are starring in whoa that's scary stuff hey should we be worried about the kids in the audience no it's all right this is culture exactly that's the way i feel too it's we're the audience for the movie that these characters these people have made that they they've put on uh, for us We're, we're we're just in the audience for that yeah, no. no, absolutely. And I mean and I mean it's 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 clear to me that that you know, it's the the Muppets as made famous by the Muppet show and their ver- and the Muppet the various Muppet things that they do um you know are starring in a movie cuz like for instance when um when Sam says that mm, you will love business. It is the American way. Sam. Mm. It's just the truth. Oh. It is the British way. Good. If you listen to the whisper, Gonzo as Dickens, but he's Gonzo at that point, says, right. you know, hey, Sam, no. It's, you know, this it's is the British way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's clear that it's like, it's the Muppets acting in the Muppet Christmas, in the Christmas Carol. Right, exactly. But it, it, that's where it's breaking no, it the fourth wall it throughout loses... where Gonzo's talking to the audience and Rizzo's talking to the audience. And yeah. so it's acknowledge- they're acknowledging that But it that loses that meta, meta showbiz quality, definitely. Right, but, yeah, it's, no, it's different so, types of meta, yeah. Well, so, um, so yeah, I, I should say when I when I say that the Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite Muppet thing, it's because it's my favorite Muppet property. That doesn't mean it's the Muppetiest. I mean, I realize it's not the Muppetiest yeah. thing. Well, I mean, no, that's there, there were... something that's stuff more like this. That this is very much more in the tradition of the show. You're totally right. 
Well, I guess that's the thing is that then Muppet Christmas Carol then set the stage for um, a different Muppet movie that I watched a lot more than Christmas Carol when I was a kid, which was Muppet Treasure Island. Which is I fun. Went, I went through a very intense pirate phase as a kid, and Muppet Treasure <laughs> Island, adorable. I've probably seen even more than Muppet Family Christmas. Like, I saw I saw that movie so many times. These tropical floor shows are so exotic. Yeah, and the food is to die for. Um, that was but, good. I yeah, like and, that and it's very much the same thing. Where they're retelling a classic story, and it's I think it's like Tim Rice or Tim no Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Sorry, <laughs> getting my Tims confused. Uh, Tim Curry is like Blackbeard, I think, and uh, or no Long John Silver. God, I don't remember. I'm, I just know he's the prominent human in it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like the the main pirate. I guess it would be Long John Silver. Um, and you know, and it's it's very much like there's a. Um, there's definitely a delineation, as there is in Muppet Christmas Carol, between the humans and the Muppets, where we have, you have, like, a really talented actor who's, like, the, one of the main roles. In this case, Michael Caine is Ebenezer Scrooge, who I think is perfectly cast. Like, I absolutely oh love... Oh my god, he's such a good Scrooge! He's an amazing Scrooge. I don't think there's, in any other version of Christmas Carol, I don't think anyone has done it as well as Michael Caine. Christmas is a very busy time for us, Mr. Cratchit. People preparing feasts, giving parties... Spending the mortgage money on frivolities. One might say that December is the foreclosure season. Harvest time for the moneylenders. That being said, I'd, I don't really care for any of the other humans in this movie. And I don't think that the Muppet-free moments... They, they kind of drag a little bit for me. I, I feel like there, there, are, there are times when I'm like super into Michael Caine and what he's doing... But sometimes it, it it kind of gets a little bit like this is this is a movie with Muppets and less a Muppet movie, which is fine. But it's just a little bit uneven for me. Hmm. I mean, I don't. I definitely agree that the other humans are not. Um. They're not. They're not Michael Caine caliber. I mean, they're like they're yeah. nobodies you don't recognize from anything else. I I have an affection in my heart for Fred. I definitely had a crush on Fred as a small child. He's like he's he's handsome and and excellent. But see, the thing that I really like. I, I think um, I like this so much as a telling of the Christmas Carol. It is. It's great. Um, it's such a great telling of the Christmas Carol, and everyone is so perfectly cast. Um, I mean, so many of the Muppet castings, from from making Statler and Waldorf a pair of Marleys. As freedom comes from giving love, so prison comes with hate. We're Marley and Marley. To you know, Sam Eagle as the as the headmaster, Fozzie Wig's uh, rubber old rubber chicken factory, which I, mean, I had forgotten that it was Fozzie Wig <laughs> and Mom, and so so his his mom from Muppet Family Christmas has like one line in Christmas Carol. I guess it's the same and same voice actor and everything. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah. So I mean, it's just it's so per- it's so perfectly cast, and like the other thing that I really um. Oh my god, there's so many things I love about it. I love I mean, I love the use of a narrator. I mean, the whole the whole um the whole, you know, Gonzo as Dickens and Rizzo thing for comic relief and just entertainment is wonderful. But it also, and you know, because well, uh we will shortly <laughs> when the new season comes out, you will find out just how much I'm in love with Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so I love, it's so great to have a, a version of the Christmas Carol that preserves a ton of his language because Gonzo's saying it. It was the afternoon of Christmas Eve and Scrooge was conscious of a thousand odors 
Each one connected with a thousand thoughts and hopes and joys and cares. Long, long forgotten. Uh, but I also love, and this is like what I'm actually was attempting to get at when I started this extremely long paragraph that I'm on, <laughs> um, is the, uh, I actually wrote down a phrase as I was watching it. Um, a phrase from, from the piece no, of dialogue No, a phrase, a phrase of describing a thing. Okay. Um, the perfect, undefined, little, pitiful creatures that perfectly evoke Dickensian urban poverty is what I wrote down. So you're referring then to like Bean Bunny and to like the little mice and like those little characters? Even, even beyond them, like if you watch, there's there's little things that are not even creatures. They're like they're like weird little dust bunnies with faces that yeah. are like quivering in the gutters and singing the song and stuff. I'm making a puppet motion with my hand. Well, I, I think can't see, which the, is the, like, the very first Muppet you see in the whole movie is just one of those little like creatures, like an unnamed creature, just like sitting on a pipe or something. When right, it's, like, and there's before a bunch, the Ebenezer Scrooge song, and there's a bunch of them like in the Ebenezer Scrooge song and throughout the whole thing. <laughs> They so perfectly evoke that the classic, like, you know, poor London street kid totally. Dickens thing. Like, it's so, like, it, ah, it, like, gets at Dickensian London so well via weird puppets. Like, exactly. It's so wonderful. Well, yeah, no, and I mean, I think that's one of the things that, um, yeah, I will absolutely not dispute is that this is a great adaptation of that Dickensian, you know, that, that, that sort of style and that it really, um, it's this really uh, unusually perfect marriage of these two worlds uh, in this yeah. movie. That being said, <laughs> um, I... I'm not sure if I totally am, an, a, am as on board with Gonzo and Rizzo as you are. Like, I do love Gonzo. I do love Gonzo being the narrator. I love having Dickens' words in there. I agree that those are those are great things. Rizzo, there's a bit too much Rizzo in this movie for me. And that this kind of gets, it's making me sound a little bit hypocritical because it's just saying that there were times when there were not enough Muppets. But I, I do think that there, there are points in this movie where I was just sort of like, I don't know. It just it felt um, a little bit like too much Rizzo, too much slapstick, and not enough of the Muppet characters. I guess I guess not enough of the Muppet characters who I really enjoy spending time with in a way. Like I feel like it was it's great, obviously, that they were faithful to the book and they didn't overdo characters. So it's not like there'd be a clear alternative to doing it, you know, by ha- like shoving more Kermit in there, more Fozzie. So I'm not saying that I necessarily have a better solution, but like, I don't know, there's a lot of Rizzo getting hurt, and after a certain point, it's just like, okay, I guess this is really, this is the part of the movie that's just not for me, this is to wake up the five-year-old who's not really into the Dickens stuff, you know? I guess. But also, (laughs) but also, it's a a great beginning, it's kind of spooky, kind of woohoo, creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you, the best thing in the world. You're you're quoting Rizzo there, right? Yeah, I am quoting okay. Rizzo. Just, my just brother checking. and I, my brother and I used to do that like all the time as children. We thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and I still do because it's great. It's a good beginning. It's creepy and kind of spooky. Oh, thank you, Rizzo. You're welcome, Mr. Dickens. And like, I don't know. I mean, uh, so yeah. I mean, the sl- the slapstickiness with Rizzo gets a little tiresome, and it's like, okay, after the fourth time, like he should, you know, believe that 
Gonzo knows what's going on inside the building that they can't actually see. Fine. Um, but like, I don't know. I love it so much. I mean, like, you know, when Gonzo is whispering, you know, you must remember or nothing that follows will seem wondrous. Um, why are you whispering? It's for dramatic emphasis. Oh. It's so great. It's so No, I, I love that part too. No, I no argument there. The the parts where they're 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 breaking the fourth wall and where Gonzo is Dickens and Rizzo's like, no, you're not Dickens, all of that, I loved it. It's really the rest of the Rizzo stuff where or just kind of like, oh, I've got my jelly beans over there or or whatever. Um I don't know. He was just there for the food and and the and getting hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't mind it. I find it fun. All right. So uh, back to Muppet Family Christmas. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, kind of this is, this is a related thing of like the um, – you mentioned earlier where these are singing a lot of kind of the Christmas sta- standards. These are uh, – I guess most or none of these are uh, – most uh, or all of these the are Fraggles, old songs. The Fraggle song. That's right. Yeah, Pass It and On is – there might have been one in the finale that I didn't recognize, and I assume that I know most Christmas songs. Yeah, I, I don't think the finale oh. has any original songs. Also, um, there's a song in the finale from uh, Holiday Inn, which is on yes. our list for the podcast. Ha- back when it was Happy Holiday, singular, and not Happy Holidays. Um, yeah, and they actually used the line about... Um, May the calendar keep ringing Happy Holidays to you. Instead of, as the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true, which was the Christmasized version of it. Oh, see, I didn't even know that one. Yeah, um, well... No, they I, said, but no, but they sang that. They sang that the calendar line in this yeah. one. I was pleased with that. Yeah. We're gonna watch. We'll watch Holiday Inn next Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with both versions of the song, even though I don't know the movie. So it's a great um, movie with uh, with at least one very serious problem, but a great movie. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you've alluded to that in the past. Probably. Um, but like with sort of the. Um, well, okay, can we just talk about the end of Muppet Family Christmas? Because that is one of my warmest, fuzziest, oh, like, Jim Henson, moments. You mean? Jim Henson showing up I and know. he's washing the dishes with Sprocket. That is one of my favorite I know. things. That was really, really sweet. Well, they certainly seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. Yeah, I like it when they have a good time. But I tell you what, somebody's got to do something about these dishes, Sprocket. Come on. I'll wash and you dry, okay? And like, especially coming at the end of just all the caroling and all of, like, the warm sing-songy stuff. Well, and he just, he's just there, and he's just helping out, and he's, like, cleaning up after them. Like, that is, that is like, my favorite thing. <laughs> yes, it was so great to see Jim Henson, especially, and, like, extra, um, extra poignant and sad knowing that this was 1986. Yeah. And I, I, th- I mean, he didn't die to, like, what, 90? 90. Or 80? Yeah. But that's only four years. And right. it's, so it's just like it's it, I don't know knowing that this was just pretty soon toward the end it was it's still you know yeah uh, quick tangent a- have you ever seen the the Muppet 3D show they have at the Disney parks uh yeah but I haven't been to a Disney park since my sixth birthday so okay so I mean I remember the, the... going I remember going to it and loving it but I don't remember a damn thing about it. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing is, like, if, uh, I, I don't know how we would make a theme park, like, podcast work, but, like, I've seen that movie so many times, and that was the last project he worked on, like, Muppet uh... Project, period. Uh, so that that also has, and it also feels very um, Henson-y. It, it has kind of the, the, the 70s Muppet vibe to it. Um, but anyway. Um, 
Yeah, just the, the ending of uh, ending of Muppet Family Christmas. Uh, I feel like that's just like the perfect cap to it, and and this gets back also to the like the, all the crossovers with having Sesame Street show up and having Fraggle Rock show up. Um, I don't know. I just the, it's very much a uh, it's a much simpler and shorter story than Muppet Christmas Carol, but it, it's it's the warm fuzzies and it's it's such a perfect fit for for you know Christmas special. Yeah, it's very it's very warm and fuzzy. It's like I don't know. I kept going kind of back and forth actually on the um, on the crossovers because I loved that they were happening and I liked the interactions that they produced, but like. I don't know. It was also a little bit like, wait, what? It, I, it felt, it felt, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, I, mean, I don't want to say, the top. For, I don't know. I don't want to say forced, but it, it did feel a little bit like shoehorned in, which is like, well, Fraggle Rock, I think was a bit shoehorned in because yeah. that was like currently on the air. And then the, this, they were trying to promote Fraggle Rock get people to watch that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, that's how Christmas specials are. I mean, they're right, all predicated. They're all predicated on that. Like, ridiculous premise that that you know david or that uh bing crosby knocks on david bowie's door because they right. happen to <laughs> one one of them is visiting a friend and they're like sure. what the hell like sure yeah okay oh i'm david bowie i live down the road oh sir percival lets me use his piano when he's not around he's not around is he i can honestly say i haven't seen him but come on in they're gonna sing together. I'm okay with that. You know, yeah, suspense, whatever. Suspense but yeah, but it is also was a little bit like what? Ah, okay. One of my favorite things about this, and then twisted another way, this would be a criticism, but I actually really love it. One of my favorite things about uh, Muppet Family Christmas is it really just like exposes how many voices were reused among characters in the yeah. different franchises, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I'm, I'm always aware of. But yeah, they're really it's like hearing them close together like that is a little <laughs> like Bert and Ernie and yeah. then or Kermit and Fozzie almost exactly and then yeah. um I guess um Rizzo the Rat and then the Turkey are pretty much the exact same voice don't you realize it could be very dangerous for turkeys around here not to worry I'm a survivor now where's my room like that, that that was kind of distracting because the uh you know because the turkey oh my given god a more the, prominent Swedish, role. the Swedish chef beating the turkey with celery <laughs> Well, I actually think the, fun, the, my, my, the funniest, it's not really a line, but the funniest moment for me, and I was literally like cackling even during this watch, was the turkey throwing up in the door and pointing the Swedish chef towards Big Bird <laughs> and, and just oh, like yeah. saying like, if you think I'm a nice fat bird, look at this. Well, and then Big Bird. Oh, Big Bird is so sweet. So sweet. I mean, he's supposed to be like, what, like five years old or something like that. I don't know, I think but he's just adorable. I think Wait, that's the Sesame so Street canon. Another tangent. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the Sesame Street Christmas special? No. So actually, here's the thing. Even though I really love the Sesame Street crossover in this, I was never really into Sesame Street all that much. And I was like basically a jump straight into. Uh, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. I was introduced to the Muppets through Muppet Babies, which was, oh, I yeah. think, a Nickelodeon. Okay, you I know, watched that. Animated also, show. Also, this the was Muppets. totally the only time I've ever seen like Muppet Babies, but as puppets. Because oh, Muppet you, the, Babies is animated. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen the puppet ones. There, there's one of the theatrical. Uh, Muppet movies. I think it's Muppets Take Manhattan has a flashback to the Muppet Babies oh. as live action puppets, and it was because that segment of the live action movie was so like popular that they or be so like you know remarked upon that they put the animated series into production. That's that's where it started. Was in one of the I think it was Muppets Take Manhattan. 
I don't um, have a memory of. I think I've seen. I've seen. I've definitely seen Muppets Take Manhattan, but I, mean, yeah. I don't have a specific memory of that. But that's another thing where I've seen all of those movies, but I don't have them like memorized. So yeah. anyway, um, but no. So you haven't seen the Sesame Street Christmas special? I, I no. I think so. I think I probably have, but if I have, it's only been once or twice. And it was like when I wait. Like I haven't rewatched it the way I have a Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, I haven't rewatched it either. But I grew up with it on VHS again. So. So I, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a, uh, I have, I have a little, little degree of affection for that. There, and there's a Big Bird plot line in that is all. Okay. That's all. Big Bird's well, waiting for Santa. Well, I mean, the thing that uh, didn't occur to me, you know, when I was younger, and this only really stands out now I'm older, is like the the one glaring absence from Muppet Family Christmas is they couldn't, I guess they couldn't get Kevin Clash to come on for Elmo uh, during this, so he's kind of oh, there. Oh yeah. But Wait. he doesn't really say anything on his own. It's just he's just part of the like the chorus. I didn't even see Elmo. But no, here's he, the thing. He was definitely there. Yeah. Here's the thing. I hate Elmo. Elmo is super yes, annoying. Yes, me too. <laughs> Elmo's me the too. goddamn worst. But you you know for a fact if they're making anything with Sesame Street today, Elmo would be front center. Oh, no, he, obviously. He, he, he's, he's the reason that Sesame Street was, it, you know, was still making money for a while. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, no. It, it absolutely... Uh, makes sense and well and there's other there's other like popular monsters now too that didn't exist at this point oh really but, i don't even know oh yeah well there's zoe who i always hated because apparently i was a little xenophobe when i was a child because <laughs> she no zoe no she's what? orange I'll, okay if you would let me explain okay she showed up right at the end of my Sesame Street watching, like I was like kind of get it. I'd been watch. I'd watched Sesame right. Street for many many years, and like she was there only like the last season that I was watching it or whatever, um or year what I don't know. But whatever. um she's orange and she has like aqua eyebrows, um but so she showed up and all of a sudden she sh- just showed up and she was just in everything as if she had always been there and I was like what the hell who is Zoe <laughs> why are you trying to force this Zoe person on me when she was not there before this is bullshit. But- that's kind of like what they were trying to do with with Bean Bunny for a while, basically for like a couple years. Um, with I think like maybe the the last of the theatrical Muppet movies before Christmas Carol, up through Christmas Carol, there was like a five or ten year span where they're really trying to make Bean Bunny happen as like a major character. But then, um, you know, after Jim Henson died, the the guy who does the voice of Bean Bunny took over as Kermit, including in Muppet Christmas Carol. So then it was just like, well, he has more important characters. Yeah, to tend more important to, things so. to do. <laughs> so I think oh, Christmas Carol is like the last Bean time. Bunny is so adorable in Muppet Christmas Carol, though. He just sings yeah, his as a little song. street urchin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sad, shivering in the cold. I know, I know. Well, okay, that's one of the things I I, I want to talk about is. I, I mean, the last time I saw Muppet Christmas Carol was maybe two years ago, so not that long ago. But um, sounds pretty long I, ago to me. Well, I know, I know. You have watched every month, but um, I do the, not. But <laughs> just yesterday at work, I was listening to the songs. So averaged out over the number of times you've heard the soundtrack, at least. I feel like if you oh, ever the said soundtrack, out, let's not even touch the soundtrack. I listen to it so much. Anyway, what I was gonna say is that um, the Muppet Christmas Carol, like um, obviously. I, remember just because i know the christmas carol story that it goes to a dark place with ebenezer scrooge with michael kane's character but like a they have just like the you know the shots of bean bunny and the other you know homeless muppets like just down the streets of you know london and b they kill off i i mean like obviously i've also part of the story they kill off tiny tim in the ghost of christmas yet to come but like i could not think of another time of like a disney or a muppet movie 
where like they they actually really like confront a character dying like like that. And I, I say this as a point of praise. I'm not I'm not. Oh like, yeah, I, no. I that scene that scene where they're all um, that scene where they're all you know mourning Tiny Tim is like so sad. It's all right, children. Life is made up of meetings and partings. That is the way of it. I am sure we shall never forget Tiny Tim or this first parting that there was among us. And actually, it kind of makes me, I don't, the song Bless Us All is is one of the weaker songs, I think, in the movie. I agree. But it totally makes me emotional a lot of the time, just because it's like so sweet and they're such a happy family and you know what's about to happen. Right, exactly. I mean, that that is, that those scenes are heartbreaking, which is, I think is good. I mean, I think I that belongs there. Yeah. And if they and weren't, we, like, why on earth would Scrooge turn good? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you you need that, you know, the the moment and the song really helps, supports the moment, uh, you know, to really sell Scrooge's change of heart uh, later on. Um, we, we were talking a little bit uh, outside of the podcast recording about a particular song that you've always uh, fast forwarded through. <laughs> yeah, and I only discovered relatively recently, as I was texting to you in the in my ownership of the DVD, that the DVD has an extended and a theatrical version. Yes. And so the first time I discovered this, I watched the extended version because I was like, "Holy shit!" There's more Muppet Christmas Carol that I didn't know about. What is this? But it was <laughs> the same exact movie that I have basically memorized. Um, so I was confused, and it prompted me to look it up, and I discovered that actually. The ex- quote unquote extended version is the version that they released on VHS in the 90s. The one that you know. The one that I well. knew because I grew up with that VHS. And the theatrical version, the only difference is that it doesn't include the horrible song, uh, When Love Is Gone, which is also the song over the end credits. If you stay past the like reprise of It Feels Like Christmas in the end yeah. credits, then like a really schmaltzy, terrible. Not that When Love Is Gone is ever not schmaltzy and terrible, but, like, it's, like, a schmaltz. Uh, like, you know the terrible Jim Carrey Grinch movie? I never saw it, but I'm aware of it. Oh. Well, that defeats my argument. But for those of you listeners who do, <laughs> there's that song, uh, Where Are You Christmas? And it's, like, it's, and you you can understand this, Eric, even though you haven't seen it. There's, like, it's, like, a song that's in the movie. And, like, I don't know, some character sings it or whatever. Cindy Lou Who sure. maybe sings it. And it's, like, a sweet little song in the movie, in a terrible movie, terrible song, whatever. <laughs> but then over the ending credits, there's the, like, hyper-produced because they were trying to make a pop hit out of it Faith Hill version of Where Are You Christmas. Oh, and it's, so that's it's like, always the worst. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that. It's like, I mean, again, When Love Is Gone is horrible and stupid and dumb, and I'm not into Belle, and it's just the worst. When love is gone, when love is gone. Um, but then... Yeah, we should, we should say that When Love Is Gone is, is the song that Belle sings song. when it's just it's just her with Michael Caine and Michael Caine's uh, future self. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess her and Michael past Caine self. and his past self, the, the younger actor who looks pretty convincingly like he yeah. could have been Michael Caine. Like, that was yeah. pretty well cast. He's, pre- he's pretty solid. I mean, he's not, yeah. as, he's not as cute as Fred, but, you know, that's not necessarily what we're going for here. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Yeah, that but song sucks. But if, so if you, if you do fast forward through it, or if you watch the theatrical version on the DVD that you obviously own, um, 
it will seem a little weird because he's like, I love you, Belle. And she says, you did once and gets up and walks away. And then it cuts to Rizzo bawling his eyes out. And it's like, well, what's going on? And it's because he's bawling his eyes out because she just sang this emotional song. But honestly, like, who even cares? It's such a bad yeah. song. Yeah. I mean, well, that's kind of my my thing with, with the movie. I mean, this is also at it piling on with the fact that I feel there's a bit too much Rizzo padding. Oh, you better not be about to criticize the music. No, no, no. Okay, so... Okay. I there, there that was gonna several... be like that was gonna be like a friendship over moment if you like. No, no, no. Okay, so I, I, there's several songs in this I think are amazing. So I love Ebenezer Scrooge. I love Marley and Marley. I love it. Feels like Christmas. I feel like, so tangent from what I was about to say. It feels like Christmas should absolutely be like one of the standards played on the radio. Absolutely. Like I don't know why. I don't know why that song does not get more recognition for it being is one of a my favorite perfect Christmas, Christmas carol. It is so good. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring, the ways of love made clear. It is the season of the spirit, the message, if we hear it, is made it last all year. Back to what I was saying, though, is there are several songs in this that I don't enjoy. And they're the lesser songs, they're the shorter songs, they're stuff like Love Is Gone and, you know, the what was the, the one that Tiny Tim sings, Bless Us All. Bless Us All. Which, which, you know, they're fine. They don't, they, I, they, I don't like dislike them, but I, they, they went in one year and out the other. And, and so that's kind of my whole thing is like, obviously my family Christmas, I have an unfair vantage point because a lot of those are like classic songs that have also been like drilled into my brain, you know, a yeah, thousand times. You know times. the words to them without having to watch the movie a million times. Exactly. Uh, but, but. In defense of, of Muppet Family Christmas, you have stuff, you have, you almost always have, not always, but almost always have, like, little, like, twists or inversions on stuff in the songs. That's so true. it's, like, I, I love in, um, early on in the, in the, in the movie, or in the TV uh, show, uh, Robin starts to sing Jingle Bells, and you kind of settle in, like, I just involuntarily kind of go, like, ugh, you know, a little bit, because it's like Robin just singing Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. Jingle all the way. He doesn't get even to the the chorus, the, or he doesn't even get like anywhere in the song before uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem take over and do Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Swing and Jingle Bell Ring. Snowing and blowing up. Which I which I feel is like that that that's exactly what I expect. It's it's it's. It's a bit of anti-sentimentality in a very sentimental movie, which I feel like is, a, is very perfectly timed and handled um, in that. And there, there, are, there are several songs in Muppet Christmas Carol where, where it's just like, you know, totally fine, but they're sort of ordinary for me. Like, they, they didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, it's kind of like they were making a musical and they realized it had been too long since there was a musical number. Exactly, kind of yeah. Padding, yeah. Yeah, a little which bit. Is, which, you know, and we've talked about this before. I tend to have this problem with a lot of musicals. Yeah, so, you don't love musicals. Well, okay. They're, they're, I love Muppet Family Christmas. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I love musicals that are yeah. non-Christmas, like Beauty and the Beast. I love that one. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean when I say you don't love musicals. <laughs> no, you, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm talking about musicals. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like musicals. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You realize I am I am going to make you watch a bunch of them, right? Yeah, I've I've seen the list. I know, I know. Um, 
so you know that i guess it's kind of like um where i wind up with my christmas carol i still like really really enjoy the movie a lot but there's also there, there's downtime in the movie. I guess it's the theme for me coming away, coming away from Muppet Christmas Carol. Is like there's downtime mixed in with these amazing, amazing songs and moments and characters and all this great stuff that there is to enjoy. It's not as you know, it's not as much of a uh, nonstop ride uh, of, of enjoyment as Muppet Family Christmas is for me. Well, I guess that's true, and I mean, but. To to counter that a little bit, I mean, part of that is because that's not its goal. I mean, it's not it's not trying to be a nonstop ride of enjoyment because enjo- enjoyment's the wrong word. Well, not enjoyment, entertainment, but, or... but still, it's not trying to be a nonstop ride of entertainment because I mean, it's you know, it's it's telling a story that's super dark sometimes, and that you know has to have it's. There's more to it than like I love the dark stuff in Christmas well, Carol. Like that's kind of not my like. No, I know that's to. I know that that's not yeah. your objection. But what I'm saying is that the goal of Muppet Family Christmas is to be an entertaining television special. Right. It's about entertaining you. Like that's And Christmas Carol is telling thing. a more complete story. No, yeah. I, I get so, that. So like I there's going to be moments that like are not you know, there's going to be moments that aren't entertainment. <laughs> I guess. Fair. No, t- totally fair. Um I I guess like just to to sum up, I mean like do you see yourself uh, rewatching? I mean, so I'm gonna continue rewatching Christmas Carol. I already have, and this is my like you know fifth or sixth time probably ever seeing the movie. I expect I'll rewatch in the future. Would do you expect that you'll see yourself rewatching Muppet Family Christmas? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a blast. Like, yeah. I, I, for one thing, I definitely have to. I I have to make sure my dad's seen it. My dad is like the most Muppet obsessed person on this planet. <laughs> so like, and you weren't even aware of this movie until the intro. <laughs> Yeah, which is why I have to, like, make sure that uh, my dad has seen it, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I could see myself rewatching it. Like I said, I didn't dislike it. I just don't like it as much. Like, that's yeah. the thing. And it's, like, it's totally, totally delightful in many, like, completely different unrelated ways to have the reasons that I love them up at Christmas Carol so much. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we come out in similar ways with uh, with each of these movies. We both enjoy them. We both are going to stick with our original preferences, it sounds like. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> and that's all okay. of you should obviously watch these movies because they're Muppets and they're fun and wonderful. And they're great movies. And what really what's important most of all is that we're back here together in this podcast. And uh, I don't even know. I can't do <gasps> enjoying, this. <laughs> enjoying the holiday season. And let's yes. go have some spiked eggnog now. Merry Christmas, Emily. Merry Christmas, Eric. We'll see you all back in January, January for more Giant Geek versus Mega Noob. Until then, Emily, where else can we find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I'm on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ. You can find all of Giant Geek versus Mega Noob at GVNPodcast.com. And on iTunes. Yes, all our past episodes are on iTunes. Go listen to them before January. Merry Christmas. See you all next year. Bye. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.